Hello, people of Earth and Anchor and Spotify podcast listeners. Welcome to this week's Midday Movie Madness podcast edition. As always, virtual hugs and prayers go out to all the people affected by the Russia-Ukraine war. Hashtag stand with Ukraine. Happy International Astronomy Day, National Superhero Day, Great Poetry Reading Day, and National Blueberry Pie Day. Happy birthday today to actress Jessica Alba, actress Penelope Cruz, talk show host Jane Leno, and the late To Kill a Mockingbird author Hart Burley. 2011's Bridesmaids, 2017's The Circle, which was the late Bill Paxton's final film, 1967's Casino Royale, David Bowie's 1972 song Ziggy Stardust, 2006's RV, United 93, and Aquila and the Bee, 2000's We're the Hardest, and Katy Perry's smash 2008 controversial song I Kissed a Girl debuted on this day. Tomorrow, Willie Nelson, Jerry Seinfeld, Daniel Day-Lewis have birthdays, and Uma Thurman. July, April 29th marks the debut of Gary Marshall's final film, 2016's Mother's Day. 2011's Fast Five and Prom, Aretha Franklin's 1967 song Respect, 2005's The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and Triple X debuted that day, too. Elise O'Brien, Jacob Bernstein, blow out birthday candles April 30th. Gal Gadot, Kristen Dunst, Ana de Armas, the late Cloris Leach, the late Cloris Leachman, the late Gianna Bryan, who would have turned 16, Tim McGraw have birthdays over the weekend. Katie Soar's son Jack has birthday is within the week. Congrats to Ewan McGregor and Mary Elizabeth Weinstead. EW.com revealed Tuesday they got married over the weekend. The website revealed, along with starting a new chap life together as official husband and wife, Weinstead and McGregor can celebrate something else they share in common. Their respective upcoming Star Wars projects, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Ahsoka. McGregor returns to the title role as Kenobi in the series premiering next month, while Weinstead will join Galaxy veteran Hayden Christensen and Rosario Dawson, whom she previously worked with on 2017's, and she previously worked with in 2007's Death Proof in the series, set to start filming this summer. Steve Dunkel, the aforementioned. Gianna Bryant, Timo, Tim McGraw, Joseph Nunes, and Donna Beckett have birthdays May 1st. May 1st also marks the day in 1999 when the world first met SpongeBob SquarePants. 2013's The Great Gatsby, Avengers Ava, Age of Ultron, Spike Lee's 1998 film He Got Game, and 2009's Ghost of Girlfriends Past debuted that day as well. Ellen Scarcy and Nikki Regan's birthday are on the following day. And Melissa McCabe's big Nate and Harry Potter loving son, Matthew, turns 8 years old May 2nd as well. Happy early birthday, Matt. Your birthday present will be arriving uh, 
soon via delayed owl post. He shares his birthday with Dwayne Johnson, soccer star, and soccer star David Beckham. The 2018 Netflix show Cobra Kai, 2003's The Liz McGuire Movie, 2008's Iron Man, 2012's The Amazing Spider-Man, 1997's Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery, yeah baby, yeah, Whitney Houston's 1987 song, I Want to Dance with Somebody Who Loves Me, debuted that day as well. May 3rd saw the debuts of 2012's The Avengers. Yes, folks, The Avengers is just about to turn 10. 2001's The Mummy Returns, the 2010 crime drama TV show Luther, and 2007 Spider-Man 3, which we don't talk about at all. No, no, no. May 3rd, May 4th marks 20 years since Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man first web-swung his way from the comic book panel to the big screen, starting the Spider-Man film series off. And 26 years since The Craft, and nine years since Iron Man 3. In an unforeseen move, Universal's and DreamWorks Animation's The Bad Guys beat a bunch of wizards, Viking Alexander Sarsgaard and actor Nicolas Cage to steal the number one spot this weekend with the $25 million. The film obliterated box office projections and clobbered Fantastic Beasts, The Rise of Dumbledore, The Secrets of Dumbledore down to third place. Well, its launch is nowhere near the opening for past Dreamer films, like The Boss Baby, which made 50 million bottles of milk, or Trolls, 46.5 million, the bad guy does have a lower budget tag than those films at around 70 million. This weekend's other offerings focuses The Northman and Lionsgate. The unbearable weight of massive talent faces a more difficult theatrical role. The Northman bowed. On the fourth spot, number four, with about $12.5 million, while Massive Talent opened to a $7-8 million bow. The financial outcome for both of these films won't be clear for another few weekends, as both Focus and Lionsgate are hoping for great word of mouth to give them lasting power in theaters, which is the case for A24, AGBO's, Wacky yet intriguing, Everything Everywhere All at Once, which is set to become A24's fourth release to gross over $30 million in North America. So far, audience reception for both films has been solid, but not incredible. The gruesome Northman earned a B on CinemaScore. And at seven, and a seventy-two percent audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, the more comedic mass of talent did better with an eighty-five percent audience score and a B plus. But both films were beating the charts 
by the sequel Sonic the Hedgehog 2 and Fantastic Beasts The Secrets of Dumbledore. Sonic's sequel is second on the church with an estimated 15 million gold rings in his third weekend for a 145 domestic total, putting him on course to pass the 148.9 million gold ring total of the pandemic shortened run of 2020's Sonic the Hedgehog. Fantastic Beast, however, was right behind Sonic's sequel, though choking on his dust, with 14 million spells. Now, I've got lots of big news for you. You know, there was supposed to be a huge, bloody, epic box office fight December 16th against two sequels, Avatar 2 and Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Well, that's not going to happen now. Yesterday, it was announced that Avatar's 2 official title is Avatar, The Way of Water, and its first trailer will bow next week with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness next week. The original 2009 Mammoth Record Breaker will also be remastered and re-released in theaters in September 23rd. Shortly after that news broke, it was announced the Shazam sequel shifted yet again. Only this time, it was only moving up by five days, most likely to avoid being squashed out by the Avatar sequel. Not like that's going to help them, in my opinion. The film was Zachary Levi, Asher Angel, Jack Dylan Grazier, Rachel Zegler, Helen Aran, and Jimon Hansu will now open September twenty December twenty first. Right after I did the Facebook Live video of this of this show, the next films in the A Quiet Place and Mission Impossible franchise were giving titles. Paramount.com my mistake. Collider.com revealed today. Paramount revealed unveiled the official title for the film spinoff of A Quiet Place, the horror head, the hit horror franchise created by actor and director John Krasinski. As revealed at CinemaCon, the spinoff will be called A Quiet Place Day One, teasing a prequel story set right as the aliens arrive on Earth. The first A Quiet Place. Follows a family trying to survive after vicious aliens started to roam the planet. These aliens are extremely blind, but they are extra sensitive to sounds, forcing humans to develop clever ways to move on with their lives in safety. The original concept of A Quiet Place allowed Krasinski to use silence as a powerful tool, creating a unique cinema experience. Besides that, the focus on a loving family gave the audience something to care about which helped the film become an explosive success. With a mere $17 million micro-budget, A Quiet Place hauled more than $300 million, $340 million at the International Box Office, a massive win for Paramount. After a considerable delay, A Quiet Place Day 1 will now come to theaters on September 22, 2023. A Quiet Place Day 1 wasn't the only future Paramount film getting a title. The studio also revealed today at CinemaCon the titles for the next two Tom Cruise-led Mission Impossible films. Delay countless time thanks to that blast of pandemic, 
Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 will finally see the light of day July 14, 2023. Its sequel, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 2, opens on June 28, 2024. Monday night, it was reported DreamWorks Animation and Illuminations computer animated Mario movie starring Chris Pratt, Keegan-Michael Key, Seth Rogen, Anna Taylor-Joy, Fred Armisen, Charlie Day, among others, has hit a reptile detour. Instead of debuting December 21st, I mean, December 21st, the film, Mario and Luigi's first animated film and their second theatrical film after the live-action 1993 megaflop Super Mario Brothers starring... Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo, then nobody speaks of. It will bow on April 7, 2023. Taking its place is Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, originally meant for a September 23rd release. In Puss's new date, he faces the aforementioned Shazam, Fury of the Gods, and the Whitney Houston biopic, I Want to Dance with Somebody. Light up the sequel signal, or the baton signal. To no one's shock, Tuesday, Warner Brothers confirmed a sequel to the mega blockbuster The Batman, now streaming on HBO Max and out on DVD May 24th, is officially coming. Other than our bats, or Robert Pattinson, returning as the titular brooding superhero, and director Matt Reeves back in the director's chair, Nothing's known about it. Talk about an incredible birthday gift for Reeves, whose birthday was yesterday. Also officially announced this week from Sony's was Venom 3 and a sequel to Ghostbusters Afterlife. Technically, Ghostbusters 5. Barbie fans can rejoice. The world learned Tuesday when Margot Robbie's Barbie will be parking her pink convertible into theater parking lots along with a first-look image of hers, Barbie, in said car. Barbie, directed by Greta Gerwig and starring Ryan Gosling as Ken, alongside Will Ferrell, America Fiera, Sino Liu, Kate McKinnon, Emerald Fennell, Michael Sarah, and Issa Rae, opens July 21st, 2023. Huge news, Wicked fans. You won't just be dancing through life. Sorry, couldn't help it. For one film of the popular, again, I couldn't resist, Broadway play about the origins of the Wicked Witch of the West. But two, EW.com announced Tuesday, John M. Chu, who's directing the highly anticipated adaptation of the popular and long-running Broadway show, revealed that the upcoming film would be split into two movies marking the first time that this kind of rollout will be utilized for a movie musical. Universal will release the first Wicked movie on December 25th, 2024, and the second movie will be released exactly one year later on December 25th, 2025. Wicked into a single film without doing real, some real damage to it, Chu wrote in a statement he shared on Twitter. As we tried to cut songs or trim characters, those decisions began to fail like fatal compromises to the source material that has entertained us all for so many years. We decided to give, give ourselves a bigger canvas and make not just one Wicked movie, but two. With more space, we can tell the story of Wicked as it was meant to be told 
for bringing more depth and surprise to the journeys for these beloved characters. Cynthia Revo and Aria Grande are set to star as Green Girl Elphaba and Bubbly Balan Galinda in the Wizard of Oz prequel, about frenemies who go on to become the Wicked Witch of the West and Glinda the Goodwood, respectively. Fast X is in a little bit of trouble. Deadline.com reported yesterday, with filming underway on Fast X, Deadline has learned that Justin Lin is stepping down as director of the next installment in the Fast and Furious franchise, just days after into production. Lin co-wrote the film with Dan Mazow and will remain on as a producer. While the parting was amicable between both parties, insiders say Lin ultimately decided to step away from the franchise due to creative differences. With the support of Universal, I have made the decision to step... The difficult decision to step back as director of Fast X while remaining on remaining with the project as a producer. Over ten years in five films, we have been able to shoot the best actors, the best stunts, and the best damn car chases. On a personal note, as the child of Asian immigrants, I am proud to, of helping to build the most diverse franchise in movie history. I will be forever grateful to the amazing cast crew and studio for their support and for welcoming me into the Fast family. Production had just begun on the 10th installment, and while the film will continue to shoot, continue shooting some second unit footage, insiders say production will take a brief pause while execs and producers look to find Lynn's replacement. Sources added that a decision on his replacement should be made soon, as conversations with some candidates are already underway. The film has been dated for May 19, 2023, and insiders add that they do not expect to move from that date at this time. In theaters this Friday is the sole wide release, the action crime film Memory, starring Liam Neeson, Guy Pearce, Monica Bellucci. In it, Alex Lewis is... An expert assassin with a reputation for discreet precision. Built for revenge, but with a memory that's beginning to fade. Caught in a moral dilemma, Alex refuses to, com- to finish a job that violates his personal code and must quickly hunt down and kill the people who hired him before they and FBI agent Vincent Sarah find him first. Now streaming on Paramount Plus is the biographical drama miniseries, The Offer. The series, starring Miles Teller, Dan Folger, Giovanni Ribisi, Juno Temple, Colin Hanks, and Matthew Good, bring audiences back in time to, the, to Oscar-winning producer Albert S. Ruddy's never-before-revealed tale of the development and production of the groundbreaking film, The Godfather which just turned 50 last month, and how it almost didn't get made. According to the Internet Movie Database, Army Hammer was actually cast as Albert S. Ruddy, but then he left the series for unknown reasons and was replaced by Malleus Teller. Netflix viewers, prepare yourself for one busy summer. ScreenRant.com announced yesterday it revealed 
It's summer movie slate, which includes 37 new releases. Netflix is currently the number one streaming service, boasting a number of successful original movies and TV shows made for the platform, from Stranger Things to The Irishman to Squid Game to Red Notice and beyond. The streamer has consistently invested heavily in their feature films, ranging from $60 million, Okja, to $200 million, The Gray Man, keeping in line with their major studio counterparts. Recently, Netflix has seen a healthy surge for its original films, including Red Notice starring Dwayne Johnson, Ryan Reynolds, and Gal Gadot, which is currently the most streamed movie ever on the platform. Additional titles that have surged in number include The Adam Project, Bird Box, The Unforgivable, and Don't Look Up, all of which are sitting on the streamer's all-time top 10 roster. The Power of the Dog with Bennett and Cumberbatch was also an Oscar contender this year's controversial ceremony, continuing the merger of streaming with theatrical films. The Russo Brothers, The Gray Men, starring Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans, Me Time with Kevin Hart and Mark Wahlberg, Hustle with Adam Sandler, Day Shift with Jamie Foxx, Spiderhead with Chris Hemsworth and Miles Teller, Persuasions with Dakota Johnson, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Turtles, The Sea Beast, and many more fill out the upcoming slate, which feature English and foreign language films on the docket. A few of the dates and films are as follows. Along for the Ride comes out May 6th. The Gray Man, starring Ryan Gosling, Brid- Bridgerton breakouts are Reggae Jean Page and Chris Evans arrives July 22nd. Operation Mincemeat bows May 11th. Love in the Villa romances theater romances viewers September 1st. Rise of the Teenage Ninja Turtles the movie debuts August 5th. But I have some bad news for Netflix subscribers. And it's not just the final episodes of the streamer of the Streaming Time's long-running beloved show, Grace and Frankie, drop tomorrow. Deadline.com stated early today, Hulu is taking rights to the popular streaming title Shits Creek with all six episodes, with all six seasons of the comedy season series shifting over from Netflix this fall. The change will take effect on October 3rd, the Disney-run streaming service announced. The multi-year deal is the latest in a string of nine-figure library transactions in the streaming sector in recent years, with shows like The Office, Friends, and Seinfeld switching domestic homes. Breaking news just in from Variety.com. James Corden will give CBS audiences one more year of signature sketches like Carpool Karaoke before driving away from his late-night perch. The late-night comic, who's been at the helm of CBS's Late Late Show since mid-2015, has extended his contract with CBS until spring of 2023, after which he will leave. The host is expected to discuss his decision on Thursday's broadcast of the program. Now on on DVD is the sci-fi disaster Megaflop Moonfall, with Halle Berry, John Bradley, Christopher Plummer, Kelly Yu, and Donald Sutherland. The flop, which opened February 4th and only made $55 million worldwide, ouch, follows two former astronauts and a conspiracist 
conspiracy theorists who learn the hidden truth about Earth's moon when it leaves its orbit. Poofing onto DVD next week, May 3rd, is Disney Plus's March 11th, 2022 animated family comedy, Turning Red, starring Rosalie Chiang, Sandra Oh, Maitreyi Rama Krishnan, Ava Morse, Phineas O'Connell, Orion Lee, Hyen Park, and James Hong. Set in Toronto in May 2002, it centers on confident, dorky 13-year-old Chinese-Canadian Mei Li. She is torn between staying her protective, if not slightly overbearing, Mother Ming's perfect, dutiful daughter and the lively chaos of adolescence with her best friends. One morning, in the most unfortunate way, she learns of the family curse on the women in the family. When she expresses any strong emotion, she poofs into a giant red panda. There is, however, one way to break the curse, performing a sacred special ritual on a certain night. Problem is, that night coincides with a major concert tour stop of four time. May and her friend's all-time favorite boy band. What will she do? According to Internet Movie Database, as explained in multiple interviews, director Dami Shi took inspirations from four Japanese anime regarding the film's creation. Fruits Baskets, Rama One and a Half, <laughs> Sailor Moon, and Inuyasha. The first two particularly share the themes of transformations in crazy situations and adolescence within the film. The song used in the official trailer is It's Gonna Be Me by the ba- by NSYNC. And the name of the film's boy band, Four Town, is similar to a real-life boy band active at 2002, the time when the movie takes place, O-Town. To end the show on a good note, let's go back to 1984. It's uh, the debut of many comedies, such as Splash, Beverly Hills Cop, Ghostbusters, and Gremlins. However, May 4th that year the, gave the world, I mean, was the directorial debut of screenwriter John Hughes. The coming-of-age comedy, 16 Candles, starring... Molly Ringwald, Michael Schofeling, and Anthony Michael Hall. Though the director passed in 2009 from a sudden heart attack, his debut, praised by critics thanks to its more honest depiction of upper-middle-class high school life compared to that era's porky-based comedies, is beloved to be one is believed to be one of the 15 films that changed American cinemas. In it, Samantha Baker's 16th birthday turns into one of her worst days ever as she suffers from every possible humiliation, including her own family forgetting her birthday as they prepare for her older sister's wedding. It made $25 million and is regarded as a classic comedy to this very day. Ringwald was said to be producing a sequel in 2005, but she stated in March 2010 she thought it wasn't a good idea to do remakes of, such, of great classic films. Did you know, according to the Internet Movie Database, Ringwald almost lost the part of Samantha Baker 
to Ali Sheedy, her future co-star in 1985's The Breakfast Club. And Ringwald and Anthony Michael Hall were 16 years old when this movie opened and dated in real life between filming this movie and 1985's The Breakfast Club. They initially disliked each other, so Hughes took them to a record store and they connected after they found out they liked the same music. One of the groups they liked was the Rave Ups, which Molly scribbled on Samantha's notebook. That's all for this week, folks. So as always, stay safe and watch lots of movies and DVDs. Bye, my minions.